Episode 23. We're going to talk about Knucklehead. But first, let's listen to this trailer. Uh, Walt, what is this? I said put on my shorts. Wow. This is Walter Cronk. <laughs> this is Eddie Sullivan. Eddie wants to turn Walter into a oh, fighter. Oh God, oh God. Good luck, Eddie. Welcome back, Culture Lusters. Welcome back. We're going to talk about a movie here. We're going to talk about a movie. Uh, what happens when you mix Nacho Libre, The Waterboy, and Dodgeball together? You get a WWE film called Knucklehead, starring The Big Show and some other people. Uh, today I am joined by James. What's going on, man? What's going on, dude? Yeah, this. Uh, what was that movie with fucking Kevin James? Which and he one? like went where he was the UFC fighter. Oh, he was like a teacher turner. Here comes the boom. Reminded me of that. Reminded me of the ones you already mentioned, especially Nacho Libre with the orphans and stuff. Yeah, totally, dude. Spot on. Cool. What's up? What's up, Chris? Uh, we're also joined by Chris. How you doing, man? Hey, I am doing great. And I just want to say that I am absolutely thrilled to be talking about this movie with some of the greatest greatest talent that the seven nerdly sins professional wrestling federation has put together chris is on the stage what are our wrestling names chris today we've got with us one of the most prolific performers in seven nerdly sins history he is a former seven nerdly sins heavyweight champion former u.s champion and one half of your current reigning seven nerdly since tag team champions, we have the Corgi Kid, James. Uh, the Corgi Kid? I feel like I have to talk with a with like a British accent, and like has to be all Cockney and Cockney and bollocks and crumpets and. Long live the queen. You can groan all you want. That's what you got. Nah, man. You never heard of Dynamite Kid? Come on, man. So next up, we have one of the most accomplished managers in Seven Nerdly Sins history. He has managed former champions, former tag champions, U.S. champions, intercontinental champions, hardcore champions. He's done it all. He's been to the edge of the earth and back collecting the greatest talent in Seven Nerdly Sins history. We have none other than Jones, the Colorado Cobra. Mm. See? More ground. <laughs> I knew you were going to get that. But hey, <laughs> we're doing a wrestling movie, so I don't care. I'm going to enjoy it because it's still real to me, damn it. What's your name, Chris? Me? Oh. Oh, well, I'm an up-and-coming cruiserweight. Known as the Bearded Dragon. <laughs> Wait, was that was that I mean, was that supposed to be funny? Though, like, I feel bad for laughing. They're all supposed to be funny. Okay, good. Because right. right. so, this is all supposed to be stupid. Knuckle, like, like, uh, great segue into what we're about to talk about. Knucklehead, the stupid movie descriptor described as after con artist Eddie Sullivan incurs a large debt with a local criminal ringleader. He creates a get-rich-quick scheme and enlists a sweet, gentle giant named Walter Crunk. So, Walter Crunk. Walter Crunk. Walter Crunk. Okay, so <laughs> let's just go into it. Chris, you're excited about this movie. What are your initial... Uh, well, I mean, before even watching the movie, how excited were you? Uh, I, in all honesty, I was not very excited to see this movie at all. I do occasionally indulge in, in I, I watch professional wrestling every once in a while. I've even actually partaken in a few local events uh, as a, you know, uh, performer. 
But just looking at this movie, I knew it was going to be bad. I knew it was going to be so bad and so awful and just terrible and cliche. And it just something inside of me just kind of didn't want to watch it because I, again, I like professional wrestling. I like the big show. I remember watching Paul White, the big show, the lead in this movie when he first like came into WWE and when he was in WCW and all this kind of stuff when I was a little kid. So I was kind of fearful that this movie would just make him look like an idiot and kind of diminish his polish, you know, or the, the, you know, the reputation that he has, you know, how you, you look at somebody when you're, you know, when you and all that. So, I don't know, man, I was really skeptical coming into this film, despite the fact that I do like the, you know, pro wrestling and all that kind of stuff. All right. So, James, when you found out it was a WWE films, uh, what was your initial impression about that? So, I'm not like a huge hater on WWE films. Because um, I, don't, I don't always need a movie that's full of depth and amazing writing and these crazy plot story arcs that characters just grow and grow and grow and become this, you know, shell of themselves or whatever by the end of the movie. Like, I, I don't always need that kind of substance, substance in a movie. So when I watch some of these WWE movies, like The Marine, um, mm -hmm. I like seeing John Cena kick the shit out of people. I just, it's mindless entertainment. I can sit back and be like, that was pretty cool. And uh, going into this one, I'd seen it before. I think it was one of those things that I had watched when I was like in the barracks and I was on night shift and I was just looking for something to like put on. And I think I was playing South Park, the Stick of Truth or whatever that game was at the time. So I just want some on the background. So I'd seen it before. Um, I went into this knowing that this was a movie that was made for like 10 year olds. This is something that you like rent for like kids when they're having a sleepover or something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't expecting a ton out of it and the stuff that I got out of it was okay. Like I definitely got some laughs, but if I was 10, they would have been like fucking hilarious level laughs, you know, like now yeah, I'm an adult, they totally. were just chuckles, but man, like. If I was a kid again, this movie would have been pretty freaking funny. So I don't, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't too stoked, but I also wasn't disappointed. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, Chris listed this movie. He, he introduced it as a movie from WWE films and we all moaned and groaned after that. <laughs> but then I immediately remembered, you know, walking tall and the rundown rundown was amazing. Um, That's definitely yeah. one of my favorite movies with the rock. And that, I mean, that was one of the movies that like kind of catapulted him into into Hollywood. And then you've got like The Call, which has um, what's her name? I don't think I've seen that one. That one doesn't sound familiar. Uh, Halle Berry. Like they they have all these movies with these these big name actors in them, and then in in the middle of them they have them sprinkled with you know The Big Show and Kane. I'm just looking at a list. The Miz. Whoever that is, John Cena, Triple H, Randy, like they use their own their own wrestlers as the lead roles. Cena Evil forget, wasn't bad. Don't forget, they also did Oculus. They did do Oculus, and they did Which one recently. They did one recently about a like a magician who has actual magic. Uh, it looked slight. Uh, it looked interesting. So, oh, and Birth of the Dragon. I, I heard that that completely flopped. I didn't but, see any of those. But basically. They've they've sprouted a long way from the Scorpion King, which was their first movie. Oh yeah, which was which was great. Not, not at all. So, <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> so I was CG like, though, like, man. <laughs> right, right. It looked more like previs than CG, but like, I had this like ambivalent. I wasn't sure what this movie was gonna be, and I just dropped a bottle on the ground. That was cool. <laughs> I, I talk with my hands a lot. Uh, yeah, I had I was kind of ambivalent about my expectations, so like I had no idea what to expect. But it, it's another one of their pro wrestlers who have not been in movies. I mean, big movies or anything. So I was just kind of scared about it. Um, so what was your James? What what did you think? Like just when the movie first started, I mean, how, what did this movie do for you at the beginning? So. 
it kind of disappointed me uh, to a certain extent because I would have liked some background on the orphan that they were like kind of keying in on, you know, the guy that was playing Toto. Like they definitely made him like out to be one of the oh, I just bumped my mic stand. They made him out to be one of the um the characters you should pay attention to, you know? Like I felt like they were putting yeah. some significance on him. But then they didn't develop any of his backstory. Like I'm just supposed to accept that he's an orphan. And that he apparently doesn't get along with any of the other orphans. And all he wants to do is play his Game Boy. And he's a bit of a loner. Why? Like, I just I just wanted mm-hmm. to know. And they, they they never once paid it off, which was a little annoying. And then, of course, they got to introduce the, the klutz that is the big show. And, you know, that's a little... Is he an orphan? Or is he just work there? Or, you know what I mean? Like, it was a little... Mm-hmm. It was just a little disappointing. I just wanted some answers. But... I got what I was expecting, and that was 10-year-old slapstick humor with a shell of a plot point, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I agree with you, man. They they set a lot of things up at the beginning um, with the orphan, the the younger kid, and, you know, the, the big show and his his character and the, the, the lady, I can never remember her name, who was in the movie. Jan Levinson. Like, yeah, her, but... <laughs> that's 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 the office, but Jan Levinson Gould, uh, no Gould. Yes. <laughs> so, so, what about you, Chris? What were your what were your initial impressions for this uh, gem? Well, really, I kind of have to mirror what James said. Uh, you know, it set it well. Seemed like it was going to try and set some stuff up that ended up getting, you know, tossed aside. But for the most part, it really didn't feel like anything. It was just sort of a blah, kind of a meh opening. It was just, yes, here we go. This is character A. This is character B. This is character C. It almost felt like they were just marking off. Paint by uh, color or paint by numbers. Yeah, exactly. It was paint by number. They were just Mm -hmm. checking the boxes, just make sure they got everything. Do you have the the fat or the, the, the larger, the plump? The chubby, like... Clumsy. Uh, clumsy... Outcast. No, I'm thinking... Yeah, the little kid. Like, the outcast. Yeah, yeah thank you. Thank you. Like, the, the clumsy outcast, you know, kid yeah. that everybody's going to feel sorry for. And then you have the the lovable, but kind of doofy, but good-hearted main character that's just basically Superman if he was kind of special in the head. Yeah, he's, he's so you know, innocent... And, but, you know, he's got yeah. this menacing size and stature. Right, right, right. But then you've got the understanding. Uh, I don't think she was a nun. Mary, the main, the female lead. She I wasn't a, she was nun. a nun. But she worked there. But you had the understanding co-worker. And then you had the really strict nun, Burka Burka. And then you had the con man. Wrong, wrong religion, dude. Wrong religion. Uh, well, I did Okay, yeah. Fair enough. I didn't mean that way. But uh, I didn't mean it as that way. I just was making noises. Chris is offending <laughs> religious Everybody. people now. Everybody, yeah. Hey, hey, you can't He's please He's on his everybody. own on that one. You can't please all the people all the time, but you can sure as hell piss them all off. And I accidentally apparently pissed off a bunch of people. Um, <laughs> but no, it just... <laughs> Jesus Christ. I didn't mean it that way. Uh, I was just making noises. I got but you. Anyway, Go the point remains the same. Is it just it seemed like they were introducing all of these cookie cutter, bland, blase, obvious cliche of characters. Like they didn't really do much at the beginning to really try and draw you in. I so it's funny is because like right off the get go, they um they show the outside of the orphanage and there's like a lady waiting, and then you got the poster for the Wizard of Oz play, and then the title of the film comes across the screen. So I've been sitting in front of Photoshop all day working on various like overlays and stuff for my Twitch channel. And so I know how shitty and cheesy font is and how easy it is to make now after spending like six hours a day doing it. All they did was a fucking drop shadow for their fucking like title mm-hmm. of the movie. It's just it's, it's And it was like a it was like a stock Microsoft font. Yeah, it wasn't even like, like and I, don't, like the WWE has got a ton of money, man. Like, I don't know. You just got to wonder if this was, uh, well, like Chris already mentioned, just kind of like thrown together, pieced together. I don't know. It's yeah, it's interesting. So, 
So yeah, my 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 first impression of this was just that is this is another cash grab uh, type movie. They they have a binder of genres and and tropes, and they were like, oh, let's pick this and let's pick this, and uh, and and that's why I opened up with Nacho Libre, Waterboy, Dodgeball. What did you say? Uh, here comes the boom. Mm-hmm. You know, they just like picked from movies that were successful, and they tried to introduce elements, and you can tell. Immediately, that that's what they were doing. Um, I really want to watch so yeah, I mean, Libre now. Right, that was actually a good movie, but get that um, corn out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, my first impressions were the same. Like, uh, I I knew what the rest of the movie was gonna be because uh, if it and it what's funny is WWE films is basically asylum. Or any other any other um, you know studio that that just kind of tries to be more prolific than artistic sort of thing. They're just trying to throw movies out there and see what sticks. Yeah, I think to them and, the movie industry is an actual business versus an, right, an expression. Right, right. So it's a source of income. Yeah. Which and, you also got to remember that unlike Asylum Films and other similar studios. The WWE has connections within the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. So these these films that they've done, yes, they're they may be two levels above you know, an independent film done by a you know a college student who had to sell all his belongings to make his movie. But they're distributed by like look at the list of distributors. Yeah, mm-hmm. Universal, Metro Golden White Mayor, Lionsgate, mm-hmm. Fox, Samuel Goldwyn Films, Anchor Bay, TriStar. Warner Brothers, Lionsgate, they're Sony actually released, you know, the what, the Marine Five earlier this year. Wait, there's five so, of the Marines. Exactly. Oh my god. I and after the two. fifth one. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's what I mean, is like, yeah, you're I totally agree. They're they're not the greatest films. Dude, just just you know, a, I don't just think just they a care, few more but, movies and they'll they can come out with a movie and just call it Platoon. And have all the fucking guys from the Marine movies just star in it all together at once, and just. Hey man, they probably already I got would that watch in the works. That. <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> On Expendables with retired professional wrestlers. Yeah, I'm there. Fucking John Cena's so the squad leader and shit. Like, come on, let's do it. But, uh, but all their steroids yeah. have worn off, so they're skinny. Oh no. <laughs> hey now, there is strict drug testing and in, in, in sports and yeah, they test to see if you are taking your prescribed steroids. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, you, you missed the cycle, bro. Uh, we're gonna need you to double up. <laughs> yeah. When they get suspended for you know substance abuse, they're they're abusing their substances by throwing them away. It's usually coke. Anyway, so <laughs> so like there there were some good things about this movie. I mean, I, I'm watching the movie and I'm thinking, all right, it's a cash grab, so I'm just gonna sit down and just. So, I'm not going to try to over intellectualize this movie. I'm just going to watch it now. I kind of want to. I don't. I don't want to like change your viewpoint on it. I just want to kind of express because I didn't want to go into this movie with the same jaded bitterness that I usually do with shitty movies. Mm-hmm. I wanted to understand that this is probably a movie they made for one, the WWE fans, and two, more importantly, the kids of those WWE fans, because you know the WWE has a huge like younger population demographic attached to it so like like i said man i think this is a movie that was made for 10 year olds i agree that i agree with the demographics i I agree that they're good yeah they're going for the 10 to 13 year old but i don't think that their intention was good so when a company starts a movie branch Mm -hmm. a a subsidiary they're not doing it to make art they're doing it to no it's definitely supplement their income you know exactly and when you're when your business is personalities and people and, you know, faces, then you absolutely making a movie. I mean, their first, there's no coincidence that between 2002 and 2004, their first three movies they made featured The Rock, who was the biggest name in professional wrestling. Yeah, he was their time. biggest personality yeah. at the time. Absolutely no coincidence. So it R- just right. makes and, sense. And, and, and- I agree with what you're saying to a certain extent, James, but at the end of the day, people go into business to make money. And and when you're a company like WWE, you're just trying to make money. Yeah. So 
there are people involved with this project that were definitely using this to express their abilities and try and make an art piece. But this movie was no, by no means a piece of art. No. Um, and for me, like art is whatever you make it. But for me, this, the reason this wasn't art was because it was just that they were trying to make money. But like I said, there are some things that I enjoyed about this movie. And my, I mean, basically the only thing I enjoyed about it was the big show. And I, I didn't think he was a good actor, but it was a lot of fun to watch him, um, you know, between riding on the sidecar of a motorcycle and it's like sparking behind yeah. him. <laughs> it was really funny it, with the with the with the really small helmet and goggles on. And he's like, it looks like he's squishing his face and it's really funny. And then and he's just got that big old grin on his face. Right. And and I enjoyed, the, you know, they're little subtle things. And I'm sure he he contributed to them, you know, like where he would dip his potato chip in milk just like just a bunch of random crap and it was really it was really funny because it 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 actually belonged to that character which was something the the movie didn't really get right with a lot of the characters um yeah i mean what do you, what do you, what do you think james what are what are some what are some things that you actually enjoyed about this movie so i i agree with you i i thought that uh the big show was definitely the turning or the turnaround the 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 highlight of the movie um it's just he's a big dude and it's got to be awkward being in that ginormous body and it showed with some of the things he did like when he's trying to fit into the fucking bathroom on the bus (laughs) dude like 30 (laughs) year old me cracked up 10 year old me would have fucking died like (laughs) He cleared that the was, bus. That was, a, that was based on a real thing. That actually happened to him. He cleared a bus? <laughs> yeah. He couldn't fit in, you know, like the, the charter bus or the Greyhound or whatever bathroom. And uh, he definitely uh, he definitely got stuck and they had to pull the bus over and air it out and pull him out and all that stuff. That really happened. That is hilarious and awesome and <laughs> also terrifying all at the same time. <laughs> like that. Right. So I don't want to I don't want to get too off topic, but my my dad. So back in the day, pro, uh, pro wrestling was regional. It wasn't this global thing. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And back in the day, Kansas City, Kansas, just the whole region of Kansas and Missouri, that whole Midwestern area was a big uh, wrestling area. My dad went to high school with Ted DiBiase and like all the DiBiases. So like wrestling is like I grew up with this stuff. So Andre the Giant actually was based in that region the Midwestern region. And he was so large that he needed um, like a caretaker wherever he was wrestling. He had to stay at somebody's house. And my dad, my dad's sister, my aunt, her, her husband was a pro wrestler. His name was actually the nature boy Kirby. And you can Google this. Uh, the nature boy Kirby sold his name, nature boy to Ric Flair. But uh, so he nature boy Kirby would help the, the Andre, the giant find a place to stay. And he would always have to, like, bring extra eggs and extra milk and all this kind of stuff. So talking about the 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 big show getting stuck in a toilet was my Andre the Giant had to sit on my dad's couch and he took up the entire couch and he would eat like three dozen eggs and like all this kind of stuff. That's so insane. I don't know. What's wait, that? Wait, 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 wait. What did you say? Kansas, right? Mm hmm. Dude, that's. Oh, crap, 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 crap. It's coming to me. NWA, that's NWA. Yeah, it was NWA. Original NWA. Yeah, NWA is huge, not, man. Not the, the rap group. Of, well, yeah, of course, of course. But NWA, the influence of the NWA is still felt today. Mm-hmm. Like, it's well, it's huge. still going. Well, it's like repurposed, but... Sorry, I didn't right. want to throw you oh, off. I don't no, want no, to throw you off, James. Good, but that, like, that's, that's, th- that's cool little tidbit information. I, I mean, that's that's... What That's I, my only claim to fame what, is that my dad's <laughs> wife was married to somebody who is so it's like, but yeah, six degrees. So, of I'm bacon. sorry. Go ahead, man. No, so no, no, a lot of bacon, <laughs> a lot of egg. Were you reading his, his diet or whatever? <laughs> no, I'm saying yeah. six degrees, you know, the Kevin Bacon thing. Like, oh, you're shit. like my dad's wife, friend, dad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was roommates with the best friend of the guy who saw Kevin Bacon. Yeah. No, no, that's really cool, man. But yeah, it just like, you know, it just he he was hilarious in the movie. Um, other than that, it was just scenes, not really 
uh, actors that did it for me. So the martial arts instructor guy, uh, yeah, okay, dude. Like, did you see right. that spin kick he was throwing? Please, <laughs> like, yeah, and totally, man. Yeah, it was. Um, I don't know. I just he was too cheesemo, like way too cheesemo. But I don't want to get into the negative stuff. So I enjoyed the pacing of the film. I didn't think it was terrible pacing. Uh, sorry, I threw up in my mouth. Oh no, I, I I don't know. I didn't hate it. I uh, I mean I enjoyed it. Now I, I I do want to preface that by saying the first time I tried watching this, I fell asleep about twenty minutes in, and I woke up and it was over. So <laughs> I don't want to blame just the pacing on that film. I think that was the day that I was like doing my Sailor of the Year stuff. So I've been up super early, been in my dress uniform all fucking day talking to all these high-ranking officials. Like, I was just stressed out and tired, you know. that's. Well, I fell asleep to it, and it was a normal day. <laughs> okay, well, maybe maybe the pacing sucked, <laughs> and I'm just delusional. <laughs> I, mean, I watched it in two parts. I fell asleep to it, and I had been off work for four <laughs> okay. days. So, <laughs> All right, so all the right, pacing sucks. So there's sucks. a pattern. So scratch that. <laughs> that's a negative. <laughs> so, hey, listeners, if you're trying to go to sleep and you're having trouble, put on Knucklehead. This shit will knock you out super fast. All right. Um, I wish they would have done more with like his different. They could have done such a cool thing with all the different fights that he did. Um, I do have to say though, just sending the freaking random dad through the fence. Holy shit, that was hilarious. Like that yeah. was really good, and then um, and that was the time that he actually got him to like you know rage up. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> and, he just and then he did it to the wrong person. Some random guy, <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> yeah, and but I, I seriously think like the bus scene is probably my my all time favorite. Man, like uh, that was just it was so funny. But I, I don't know. There's not there's not a ton of great things about this movie. I it was. Ugh. I don't want to get into the negatives. It's too easy to get into the negatives. But <laughs> I will say for what this movie was, it did an okay job. I didn't hate it. We'll, we'll put it that way. Like, I have no reason to, okay. to dislike or hate the movie. I accept it for what it is. But, yeah. Cool, cool. I disagree. I fuck, fucking hate this movie. But <laughs> Chris. Oh, wow. All right, all right, Chris. It's time to yes. nun up and tell us what your ups nun were. Nun up. I like that. That was that was one of my favorite lines in the clip in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I especially like the part where he said "burka burka," but no. <laughs> no, no, that was Chris. That was Chris. I am never living this down. I am never living this down. Uh, that I'm will become to... a soundbite, by the way. <laughs> I'm probably. Are you going to have a soundboard of all the embarrassing things that we've said? No, it's going to be in the intro. <laughs> oh yes, score. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Oh. But, uh, you know, the the biggest up that I have on this, the biggest positive that I had on, that I, that stuck out to me with this movie is actually by and far, uh, far and away, the cast. The cast was actually really good. And it's a lot of people that you don't know. They're not big, big names. But they're people like that Will have Patton. been in a... Yeah, well, I mean, you may know some of their names if you're a nerd. Fucking nerd. Like Wendy Malik, Which I am because I know all their names as well. But I mean, exactly. That's what I mean. You've got, you know, uh, Melora Hardin. She's actually been in stuff. Dennis Farina, Wendy Malik, Will Patton, Lester Spate. Spite? Spate? Spate? I hope I'm pronouncing his name right at some point. It's Spate. Okay. I love him because he was Terry Tate. Terry Tate, office linebacker. I love him. Uh, even the kid, you mentioned the dad that got put through the fence. The kid that played him, Bobby J. Thompson, was in, he was oh. one of the, he was one of the kids in Role Models. Role Models, yeah, yeah. 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 So, like, so many people in this movie, I was like, hey, I know that person. They're in something that I like. I enjoy them. This cast, top to bottom, was really stellar. Like, really good for a movie like this. And it kind of made me wonder, what the hell were they doing in this movie? Uh, Wikipedia, which again, you know, take with a grain of salt, but allegedly Dennis Farina called Knucklehead the most embarrassing project I've ever been a part Mm. of. Yeah, so I I just like I really love the cast, and I love because he's he's a classically trained actor, and he's doing he's he's like 
has this terrible plot to kidnap a kid and like yeah. he's a when there are millions of people around underground like, crime boss guy and just I bet I bet he really needed the money. Yeah. You think that's what I mean, it was? This was a guy that was in This was a guy that was in Get Shorty. Right. Bro, Snatch. Saving Private Ryan. Snatch. Man. Come on, Snatch. Reindeer Games, Snatch. I was getting there. Easily as big I mean, as movie. Yeah, I was getting there. I was building up to it, man. You got to you don't hey, man, you know how to build? You're, you're going to get yeah, us I leaking mean, into the negative. Just tell us everything you actually, like about this movie. Actually. Just give me the burka burka facts, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Wow. Okay. I'm going to. Wow. Um, and I, I really did think on top of the rest of the cast that I thought was pretty good and pretty decent in, in what they were trying, what they were given Wait, to what? work with. Dennis Farina is dead. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, man. RIP. Yeah, man. What the fuck? Yeah. I'll have a drink to, to Mr. Farina. He was 69. That's crazy. Did not know that. Hmm. And he was awesome. But, um, Moving on from that very somber <laughs> note, um, I actually really thought that that Paul White, the Big Show, I, I thought he was incredibly charming in this movie. I really do. There's just something about him and the way he moved, or did the way he moved his body language and the way he he just went about everything that I was I was really drawn to him. Yeah, he the looked like he had a lot crap. of fun too. Because like exactly. He, he yes. doesn't get to play somebody like this, you know, in a wrestling ring. Yeah. So this is like yeah. his chance to. Yeah, he looked like I agree. He felt he looked comfortable. Mm-hmm. And and you know what? I will go on a list. I will I will say it. I will go out there and say it. And I will honestly say, I actually kind of wish that after the that Paul White's professional wrestling career ends, which uh, he has allegedly said. Well. He is reported to have said that his career will end sometime early next year and he will step away from the ring. I would like to actually see him in more roles. Like, I think he could legitimately be an actor. Maybe not a leading, like, maybe not a lead or anything. Maybe like, like, that, a, but, a, like a goon but, or like a like a hitman or something. Like yeah, somebody, or like yeah. the best friend or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying I thought he was incredibly charming. I thought given the terrible... Poop and fart jokes that he was given to work with. Oh my god! I still found him charming. I still actually enjoyed his performance and was like, I kind of want to see him in other things, maybe you know, better things, better quality projects, and all that kind of stuff. So that that those two things are my biggest up. You know, uh, I love the cast. I I really enjoyed, you know, Paul White's performance. Uh, and that's it. That's it. That yep. is literally it. And the shitty thing is one of those ups that I have actually bleeds into a major negative. So I agree. I think that he could probably do other things, but I disagree with Jones in terms of making him like a goon or a hitman and stuff. Cause like I, people that are of that size and stature, I like seeing play stuff that you would not expect somebody of that size and stature to be in. You know, they should totally just make him some, I don't know. I picture him as a CPA man. <laughs> Just, that would be funny. I keep yeah. bumping my fucking mic stand. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I don't know what I'm gonna just do. Throw it. I'm gonna. Yep. Throw it. Just hold your mic. Trash it. I need one of them Bob Barker mics, dude. One of those really, really thin <laughs> pencil mics. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to spay and neuter your pets. Are we keeping that in, by the way, and gentlemen? Yeah. So, I mean, let me elaborate. So, I think of remember The Rock in uh, I think he was in Get Shorty. Uh, I think that's what it was. But he, he played no, a goon. But what was that? It was the sequel to Get Shorty. Get Smart. Something uh, like that. I don't know. But he what it is. he played a like a not a bodyguard, but kind of like a he was a goon. But basically, he was really funny in that role. Mm-hmm. And like he had he he was able to bring. I don't know. I I don't feel like be he cool. could be. I don't think The Rock could be cool. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think The I Rock could movie. be um, or The Big Show could be. Uh, like a front and center guy, but yeah. yeah anyway, exactly. so, so, I mean, this movie had a lot of bad things in it. Like I'm going to keep hammering the part that they just jammed a bunch of stuff that they pulled from a binder of things that worked into this script. And For sure. 
and and right off the bat my my initial negative is is the the terrible use of the good actors so i'm going to take chris's positive and i'm going to make it my negative they have all these big name actors and i felt so bad for them that they had to be a part of this project because a lot of times they just their agent signs them up they're like hey they're doing this thing and you're going to be this guy who does this stuff and they're like all right whatever i'll do it and then they get to the project and they realize shit i just you know my face is going to be on this forever, and, and this is something. If this is the last, if the first thing that a kid sees, this is the last thing they'll ever see of me. And, like, I just felt really bad, especially for Will Patton. Because, like, he goes from, like, you know, remember the Titans and Armageddon, Gone in 60 Seconds. He's been in some really cool supporting roles, and he's this, this old gimp who isn't even really a part of the movie. And then, like, he... He throws a bet at the end, which was like stupid. Like had no real reason to be in the movie. Like my my big negative was the the improper use of of good actors. Um. So basically, that made up the whole movie was 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 poorly written characters. Um. With at the beginning they set some of them up and never paid them off. Eh, they paid a couple things off at the end, like the fart jokes. And the poop jokes and all that kind of stuff because the 13 year olds. I honestly think 13 year olds wrote this movie, to be honest with you. But what do you, what do you, what do you think, uh, Chris? Well, what, what are some negatives you had? Well, first off, it is just like that slimy snake, the Colorado Cobra, to come in and steal my biggest negative. I'm going to throw a bunch of booze, like canned booze. Over the top. Yeah. I'm gonna drink a bunch of canned booze. Nice. <laughs> that was that was well played. That was a good that one, Chris. Was, yeah. Ding. We need a we need but like a point announcement. I, like. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have to totally one hundred percent agree with you. The biggest, biggest negative that I had on this movie was the fact that it squandered a very competent cast. They may not have been the biggest names, but these are actors and actresses that have done other projects and excelled and been fantastic in and they were given shit to work with and everything positive that I had to say about this movie comes from the fact that it's basically really good actors taking crap and at least sprinkling a, sprinkling a little bit of pepper and maybe some paprika, maybe some garlic salt on there and making the crap just a little bit less terrible to try and eat, which is a very graphic analogy but that's hungry yeah i know uh i am very hungry actually but yeah that's what it is that that's that's one of the biggest negatives i could sit here and go on and on about how they had just nothing but fart and poop jokes that were supposed that were just forced in am i the only one who thought that just some of the 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 added fart noises just sounded so out of place and And wrong and and awkward you're just like really? No, you're not. You're not. You're not alone in that. And the the other part to that is that they not just fart and poop jokes. They did, you know, hey Jews, ha ha ha, and then like hey, uh, you know, uh, women aren't allowed to do things, ha ha ha. <laughs> like it's just like uh, women should be sexy in strippers and and I don't know. They they just like like I said. I feel like thirteen year olds wrote the movie. Like I'm sorry. Go on, Chris. No, man, dude, you're you're basically word for word saying everything that I would have to say about this because uh, you know it just I don't know. And to the mention, script, you, your your fart sounds were like also with the music. The music was like crazy, like out of place and like yeah. didn't feel like it mixed with the movie. And yeah, I feel like the whole sound of the movie was off. Yeah, it did. There was so much that pulled you out of the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like I like I I really feel like like I said I wanted so bad to feel the plight of uh mr crunk walter you know i i wanted to really relate to him and 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 all that and the especially you know the little orphan kid and all that kind of stuff because hey you know he's a little kid he's a good kid good heart you know just wants to be loved just wants to belong and well it was just so hard to do that Mm mm-hmm you know, I, th- I think this is a classic, uh, just a, a perfect example 
of a good cast, and even the director, if you look up what he's done, is he the director has actually done some pretty decent stuff himself. So <clears throat> it's not like the writer, the director, the producer, and all the actors. It's not like they've just never done anything worthwhile. Pretty much every single person, at least that I could click on their IMDb profile and look at, involved in this movie has done something of relevance and of some quality. And yet they all come together and they make knucklehead. <laughs> yeah. That shouldn't happen. That shouldn't happen. It just, it, it shouldn't. Like, it's kind of a, you know, a travesty. It's like an abomination. Yes, it's an abomination. Who? I wonder who who wrote it. Let me look at this. Writers. There's two. While, he, while he's doing that. So, yeah. The writer? Uh, there were two. Well, well, two three. with a credit. I don't. I don't know how much they're both involved with it. Uh, yeah. There's Bear Adderhold, Tom Sullivan, and Adam Rifkin. And one of them, I can't remember which one, but one of the writers of this movie actually works for the WWE. I would argue that two of them do because Delta Force, Knucklehead, and Bait Shop were credited to two out of the three. So. Well, Delta Force was not a WWE film. That's true. It's one and the same. You associate blatant redneckism with blatant WWE fanism. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. Are we implying that professional wrestling is redneck? Um, Mm. No, no, no. I'm declaring that rednecks like professional wrestling. A large majority of them. Yeah. Then again, I do. Not all people who watch it are rednecks. Let's not piss off the people who actually listen, watch wrestling. I was not saying that, but I was just going to concede (laughs) that I do live in the most redneck part of freaking California, and I like professional wrestling. So you're not wrong. Mm. I hate you. I know there are rednecks in California. They're all over the place, man. Anyway, do you have? Do what else? What anything else you didn't like about this movie, Chris? Just a little bit. You cut out on Discord. I heard nothing. That's right. I heard nothing, and then Chris. <laughs> Any anything else you didn't like about the movie? Uh, everything <laughs> else? Literally everything else that I didn't mention that I liked. I hate. The script was crappy. The characters are crappy. The story was crappy. I absolutely hated the saccharine sweet frickin'. Amazingly awesome and just so beautiful, freaking unbelievably happy ending. <laughs> what did you expect? Yeah, for real, man. Well, of course. I can hit my balls with a hammer and expect to get hurt. Still doesn't mean that I enjoyed the experience when I do it. <laughs> and watching this movie was pretty much akin to hitting my balls with a hammer. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so would you that was, would you use that was a, a beautiful and disgusting analogy at the same would time? Would you use a sledge, a claw, or a <clears throat> ball peen hammer for that task? Mm. Ball. Uh, one of those like <laughs> plastic like hammers you give to little kids. Oh, because oh. well, I would really like not destroying just my just balls. a ruptured testicle. Eh. You got two. Yeah, that's true. Just go for one. What about you, James? So not about no. I'm not asking how you hit your balls. What was the? Uh, <laughs> what did you dislike about this movie? So I use a two-handed technique whenever I try to smash my ball. No, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's it's we're all gonna have the same criticisms because it was a huge waste of cast. Like it was just, yeah. That's it's just unfortunate that this project went that direction. Um, I'm going to blame the writing staff for everything being so just damn cringy. And I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm a fan of cringe humor, but The Office is one of my all-time favorite shows. Parks and Rec is like up there with it. Trey the Park Boys. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm looking for... Or, Awkwardness. Yeah, or It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Cringe and ridiculousness, you know? Like, but this was cringe on a different level because you're cringing because it's not going to pay off or it's not funny. And, you know, up, uh, I don't know. Some of the stuff got a chuckle out of me. Like I said, the bus scene was hilarious. The crashing the dad through the, through the fence was hilarious in terms of, you know, ah, that was better than everything else in this movie. And then, of course, if I was a kid, it would have been crazy funny. 
But um, it's just cringy, man. Like the dialogue, the, I hate the the relationship that developed between uh, Mark and um, Melora. Like that was just dumb and pointless. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like you said, they just took something out of a binder. Like, oh, we need a love interest. Like, who, which who can fall in love? How about we have two characters fall in love? I mean, I, I thought well, it was. And, and, and heaven forbid you have the big gentle giant fall in love with the pretty female lead. He got, he got the redhead, you know, the fiery redhead. I know head. that. I know that. And that's cool. It, and I thought she was really good looking. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, she was pretty. But... I appreciated that they didn't go with an obvious uh, the two of them fall in love. Yeah. Sort of. Well, thing, I thought it was but... crap either way, but it. Yeah. One of the dumbest scenes. No, right. Like, one of, the, one of the, the biggest moments I caught myself going just what the fuck is the whole uh, biker scene at the gas station just blatant like sexual assault you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) because bikers they sexually assault that's what they do they see a girl and they assault them well, because you can't truly tell us how how bad these guys are without having them try and rape somebody. Yeah. <laughs> like I just he, he didn't even get off the bike before he was like I just eyeball her. Come yeah. here, little girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. Yeah. We we get the point. You could say they're bad another way. Like you don't have to, Yeah. I agree, man. Yeah, it just I don't know. I hated it. And then you know, the fight scenes, like, not all of them, because anytime that the big show's in there, like, they don't cut too much, but you could definitely tell that Mark has never thrown a punch in his freaking life, because they had to cut, yeah. like, 17 times for his three-punch combo. <laughs> it was just, it was so bad, so freaking and bad. His, his spin kick and, like, oh yeah, and everything yeah. he did in the movie, yeah. I think his jeans were too tight for his spin kick, but that's just... Right, <laughs> it was the jeans, totally. You need those Chuck Norris action jeans, man, they stretch. <laughs> But yeah, it's just uh, the writing was just so cringy, and then the payoffs. I, like I said, I wanted to know more about the orphan. I wanted, uh, you know, they kind of went to the backstory of Mark, and then they kind of went to the backstory of Melora. But I wanted to know why. Why was the big show even there? Like, why do you have this ginormous dude at this orphanage? Like, did he need a job? Was he a previous orphan that just never got adopted? Like, what's his story, man? I think they said. I think they said that he was an orphan that never got adopted. Oh, okay. They did. Yeah, they nah, did. I must have missed it then. Obviously, and they just let him stay working. Gotcha, but yeah, man. So I mean, they could have definitely um, expanded on that because you know, in the end of the movie, he adopts the kid, so it's like a two-part feel-good because the kid gets adopted, and he's not a loner. He gets to stay with his best friend at the orphanage, but they both get families that they never had. Like, come on now, like it, it writes itself, man. It's so it's just right there in your face. They could have done more with it, mm-hmm. and they just fucking drop the ball hardcore on that if you're gonna make a feel-good movie make a fucking feel-good movie you know <sighs> i'm angry yeah i'm angry about feeling good damn it <laughs> <laughs> so cranky yeah but no it's i don't i don't know man it is what it is it happened i can't go back and not watch it so <laughs> right so we I mean, how about this? We we always talk about it was bad. It was bad writing. Mm-hmm. It was I didn't like this. I didn't like that. So let's do a little little quick experiment. We still got like about fifteen minutes or so. What would what would you have done? Like let's let's brainstorm and make this a good movie. And for me, at least starting off right off the bat, we've mentioned a couple things, but I think that the big show's fighting, like his progression, and then putting more emphasis on the fights. Mm-hmm. Um, would have been a lot more entertaining. And for a movie that was made by WWE Entertainment or World Wrestling Entertainment, their fights were really boring. Yeah. And then, like, um, the the final fight should have been this awesome thing, but it really wasn't. And, like, so right off the bat, my first thing, I feel like, put more emphasis on the big show, his whole or- his whole arc, and his fights. So, so Chris... Uh, so, w- taking everything we've talked about, how would you make this movie a better movie? You know, between all the things we've said that was negative and stuff, how would you how would you make this a better movie? Well, yeah, for sure. I think uh, more of an emphasis on the action definitely would have been a great change of pace to the quote unquote character development. 
if anyone who anyone who's actually watched the WWE knows that a fight when it's in front of people, when it's for entertainment purposes, is not about technical skill or physical prowess or athleticism. It's about telling a story through the action, mm-hmm. right? I mean, some of the greatest matches in WWE history have not been the most, you know, physically adept ones. And, you know, they're not necessarily against the two, you know, between the two, like, greatest workers in ring at the time or whatever. It's ones that tell a story and where it's people that can emote and, I guess, use sort of like a, an ad-lib kind of physical sort of acting. And I thought, I agree with you 100% that an industry, an entity that has made billions on telling stories through action would make a movie that is so devoid of any of that. So, yeah, for sure, for sure. I I think the script, which is, I know, a very broad and general... What about the script? ...critique. But the script, you know, and I'm going to... I am going to kind of paraphrase what you have said throughout the whole episode, which is very true, is it does feel like that just someone was really... This was... This is lazy script writing. Someone just saw a bunch of movies and was like, hey, this worked. I'm just going to cut and paste all these different little bits from all these other movies that worked and mash them all together. And that doesn't really work. It doesn't work very well. So I think a little bit more effort onto the writing, the script, the story itself, the the core, the, the foundation of, of this film would, would go a long way, especially because it has such a as we've established, such a relatively stellar cast. So a little bit more development on the characters, a little bit more of a coherent arc with a lot of them, because here's the thing. The main character of the story, allegedly, is Walter Crunk. Well, what development does he go through? What change does he go through? If we take this as one of the basic storytelling concepts of the hero's journey, for example, well, what changes, what evolution does that character go through while he is undertaking this this journey? Well, I don't know that he has. Mm-hmm. They didn't really show any of that. Uh, again, as you mentioned before, this didn't feel like one solid narrative. It felt like a bunch of disconnected scenes that were just stitched together aimlessly. And that's that's a killer for a script because... Story progression and evolution, you know, the change of characters, how they progress, how a character uh, that you first meet at the beginning of a movie and where they're at at the end of the movie is big. That's a huge aspect of telling a good, compelling story. And there's just none of that as all the characters seem pretty much the same before and after. Cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It just so stays at one pace and doesn't. It doesn't change anything. Perfect. Yeah. So, so my point is that you know the the fighting wasn't good, uh, and the fighting should have been a bigger part of the character arc. Chris expounds on that with uh, Walter Crunk should have been the the focal point, and he should have had a more arc. And he he had nothing that actually he he didn't achieve anything other than uh, he flipped the switch and he was good at fighting all of a sudden. Um, but so it James, did feel like. Oh, sorry. No, I was just, I was just uh, gonna ask James, yeah. it, what would you, what would you do to fix this movie too? So kind of back to what I was saying in terms of expanding on the actual payoffs or setting up the characters more, so that you can kind of tie in with Chris's character development. There is, if you're gonna have a sleaze ball who throws fights, who's now trying to make a bunch of money by using an orphanage's uh, unfortunate you know, situation, like make him his sleazeball. Uh, Mark mm-hmm. was way too nice throughout this whole thing, given the fact that the whole reason he was involved was for selfish motives. Right. Uh, and you didn't know that he was throwing fights until the very end of the exactly. movie. If you'd known that at the beginning, it would have, yeah. Yeah. Like they, they should have just made him more of a sleazy kind of, you know, I'm taking advantage cause this is what's good for my situation kind of thing. And um, so that's, that's the problem is they, they had these, possible potential characters and i feel like they were tiptoeing around them you know um mm-hmm. 
like going back to, you know, what's his face, finally having a family. Like he could have been fighting for so much more than just, oh, I'm a big dumb guy and I'm getting asked to do this kind of thing, you know? It, it could have, yeah, they could have expanded more yeah. on the character depth and allowed the characters to fully be that character, I think. Yeah, totally agree. All right, so let's start wrapping things up. My my major thing is that, you know, this movie had some good things, had some bad things, and mostly the bad things outweighed the good things. Um, but we just kind of discuss what we think this movie could have been. And WWE Films, if you're listening, just remake it, sprinkle in the things that we did, put in, you know, a younger wrestler, and boom, you got a good movie. I only want 1% of the box. Right. And, and, and don't forget that this is intellectual property at this point because we've changed it so much. So we do get revenues. <laughs> Or whatever video on demand service ends up picking this up. Well, actually, according to Chris, or as Chris pointed out, a lot of people pick up these movies. So we're going to make some money off of this idea. So <laughs> here we go. Go team. Okay. Uh, so let's let's wrap up. So my final impression is that, I mean, it's the same thing that I thought at the beginning. It wasn't hard to predict necessarily like that I wouldn't like it or that it was going to be a cookie cutter film. Um it was hard to predict what would happen. I mean, they I feel like they did a decent job because the movie was so fucking random and crazy, like jam-packed with a bunch of different storylines that it was impossible to predict. It was impossible to tell what was going on until the very end. But I feel like it was a, a very a bunch of missed opportunities, like most of these movies we watched. A bunch of missed opportunities, like what James pointed out, um, the sleaze ball, they could have pointed out that he was a sleaze ball. At the very beginning, and then he threw fights, and then he gambled against his, himself, and the whole movie you think he's going to end up doing that, and then he doesn't because that's called character development, um, which which tells me that it has nothing to do with the the writers, has nothing to do with the producer. It's just this is a this is a business model, and it makes money, and they make money off of it, and then on to the next one. So it's not really an art piece, so they don't really care about that. So, all right, James, final word. Um, if you got kids and they're like 10 and they're into wrestling, maybe check out the movie for a sleepover. Other than that, or if you're having difficulty falling asleep, check it out because it knocked all three of us out. <laughs> and we didn't even know that until today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's, yeah, I'm not, I'm not buying this and I'm not probably going to watch it ever again. So yeah, sorry. I always go away from that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm definitely not going to pay, pay for this movie. Other than what I've already paid for. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about you, Chris? Final thoughts. All right, you guys. I'm just going to say, if you don't like this movie, then you are un-American. And I <laughs> challenge the both of you to a no-holes-barred, false-count-anywhere match at Seven Nerdly Sins Mania. The forfeit. I only I okay. only agree to it if it's Jello wrestling. Oh, what about chocolate pudding? I'll compromise. All right, take your vitamins. Take your vitamins and say you your prayers, <laughs> One week from today, the bearded dragon and the Colorado Cobra will meet oh in a God. chocolate pudding match. <laughs> You know, I just realized, yeah. you're the dragon, yeah. he's the cobra, I'm a fucking corgi. There's... Yup! <laughs> <laughs> because, <laughs> fuck you, that's why. I'm I'm calling an audible, dude. I'm gonna do, like, uh, what was it? Who was it that, like, <laughs> fucking changed his persona? Uh, a lot of people. Yeah. Everyone in wrestling. Yeah. We could literally have an entire hour-long episode about... People that have changed yeah, their gimmick yeah, in wrestling. Yeah. Like, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's well, a thing. But, back to this movie. Final thoughts. You know what? I didn't hate this movie as much as I thought I was going to. But I didn't like this movie anywhere near as much as I could have. So, I would say, if you have a group of friends, and they're all wrestling fans, and they're all drunk, and they're all mentally 10 years old. Or they are just this 10 movie, years old. Well, because you have to be 10 years old to still watch wrestling. <laughs> Given that I'm 35 and I still watch wrestling, I take offense to that. And we are going to fight. Well, one week from today. In a big ass pool full of, you know, chocolate pudding. 
No, I'm going to make it happen. We are going to fight. Jesus Christ. We're going to put that shit on YouTube. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, as I said, I didn't hate this movie as much as I could have, and I didn't like it as much as I could have. And that sort of is where I, I land with this movie. I would say if you've got some friends that are wrestling fans and would like to see the big show in something, eh, rent it, get drunk, watch it, and never think of it again. Otherwise, I just don't see that there's any point in watching this movie because it doesn't do anything. It doesn't incite anything. It doesn't... This experience wasn't negative. It wasn't positive. It was just there. I was. I didn't. I don't regret watching this movie. I. I'm not happy. I watched this movie. It's just I watched this movie. Meh. Meh. So this movie gets an absolute like zero on a scale of ten to minus ten. It's just meh. This is meh. So it'd be film. a five. <laughs> no, because I go ten to minus ten. I use minuses in so it'd be my a ten scale. out of twenty. <laughs> Either way, dude, it's 50%. You're right, you're right, you're right. No, no, you're not wrong, you're right. (laughs) But yeah, no, but that's exactly what I mean. It's just sort of there. Eh. It's eh! It's eh! The film. All right, eh, the movie. We watched it. So what are we watching next, Chris? Oh, man, you guys are going to love this. Every time. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Yes, I'm actually legitimately excited because when we were, you know, going through things and I bring this up earlier so I can think about a few things to say before we actually get into it. Uh, So this movie is one that I will admit right off the bat. I watched shortly after it came out, which was significantly you know, is is a significant time ago, and I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved it. If I were to make a list of top ten films I've ever seen, it would be in that list right now. But here's the thing: I have not seen this movie in probably a decade. So, this movie, as it's described by uh, I think it's IMDb, is as such. Suffering short-term memory loss after a head injury, Leonard Shelby embarks on a grim quest to find the lowlife who murdered his wife. Oh yes, my friends, it is the Christopher Nolan-directed 2000 film Memento, mm. starring Guy Pierce, Carrie Ann Moss, Joe Pantoliano, and a host of other people that you've seen in other things that you can't really mention their name. Okay. I'm excited. About yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. I'm down. I'm ready. I, I am too, because like I said, first watching this movie, absolutely loved it. I haven't seen it in like 10 years. I have no idea how it ages, and I, I don't, I, yeah. He's, cool, cool. He used to have a thing for Carrie Ann Moss, so it's all good. Used to. She, I don't. She get old. I, she, I don't. And I haven't up. seen her recently, but the last time I saw her, I was like, oh, she didn't age very well, but hey, that's just. She's in the Marvel TV shows, the um, the Defenders shows. Yeah, I don't watch that. And I currently have a thing for Joe Pantoliano, so, you know, I, I feel you there. I feel you there. Don't know what he looks like now, but, uh, you know, back in 2000. <laughs> <laughs> a burka burka. But... <laughs> Fuck All you, right. I hate you. <laughs> All right, let's, let's wrap this mess of a show up. So the movie next week is Memento. Thank God. There's plenty to talk about. It's going to be a decent movie. Um, be sure to check out uh, our website, Seven Nerdly Sins. Our, our our Facebook page is up and running. We're, we're posting stuff on it. Uh, it's Seven Nerdly Sins. The Daylight Gamer on Twitch. Uh, he's uh, James has just been working, like you mentioned. He's been working on some stuff. He's that stuff's gonna get up and running. So be sure to check him out. Just Patreon if you all like. Weekend. We'll, we'll, streaming all weekend, and for the listeners, that would be the weekend of the third because this is gonna post like a couple weeks later. Anyway, he's gonna he's gonna try and get up there and post as much as possible. Hopefully, set up a schedule. Uh, Patreon, Seven Early Sins. If you like what we're doing, send some money. It helps us out because we need money to for equipment. We need things like that. And if you don't want to send us money, that's fine. 
just give us some feedback on the Facebook page or on iTunes. Anything, just go. Anything helps us out. We'll we'll, we'll do our best to make this show better and turn it into something that you want to listen to. Um, for parting words, I am Jones. I'm checking out. James, what else you got today, man? Yeah, man. That's it. That's it. That's he it. says that's, that's it. it. Chris. Don't forget, one week from today, oh my God. the bearded dragon versus the Colorado Cobra chocolate pudding match. I will crush you. On that note, uh, thanks for listening. We will see you next week Good night, everybody. when we talk about Memento. Peace.